Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The current Bloodline storyline is the best thing that WWE has done in years and perhaps the best thing in all of pro wrestling at this moment in time. But nobody should acknowledge Roman Reigns because the tribal chief is a total fraud. I'm Andy from What Culture and let's talk about it. So let's begin this one by acknowledging that yes, this storyline is absolutely excellent. It has brought back long-term storytelling to WWE, a concept that had been a meme, basically, for the entirety of WWE's past 10 years or so under Vince McMahon. It just wasn't something they did. And yet here we are in 2023. This has been going on for like the best part of three years and it's been continually great through each different iteration. And you think about the sheer number of people that this has touched as well, and not just that, but the number of people that this has made better. Of course, Roman Reigns is at the heart of it right now. Uh, Cody Rhodes has just come into it. Sami Zayn, right at the core, heading to Elimination Chamber. But the Usos are on, from a storytelling standpoint, a career best run. Solo Sokoa has come up and had one of the best NXT call-ups ever as part of this big storyline. Paul Heyman behind the scenes, pulling strings, making things happen, scripting some of the best material that WWE has ever aired and even some of his opponents have come away from this thing smelling of roses. Think of the impact Logan Paul made in their world title fight. It's great stuff across the board and very hard to argue that. And of course it is ridiculously hot at the moment. It's hotter than it's ever been. Hotter than the surface of the sun, which I have on good authority, is pretty damn warm. I mean that pop at the Royal Rumble when Sami Zayn slammed his chair into Roman Reigns' back it was so loud it literally broke the audio equipment. If you go back and listen to it you hear a crack that's how loud the arena was. The cameras, the microphones, whatever, they just couldn't cope momentarily and heading into Elimination Chamber it's popping nice TV ratings, it's selling tickets, it's getting people engaged, it is routinely out of this world explosive hot over whatever word you want to use. Roman Reigns himself feels absolutely gigantic at the moment. He has become the version of himself that people wanted throughout all those grim baby face years where Vince McMahon was desperately trying to install this guy as the top good guy in the company at the expense of people like Daniel Bryan and other surging favourites. This artificial Superman push reminiscent of John Cena's worst years, reminiscent of Hulk Hogan's worst years. Just a complete failure across the board turned into what a lot of people were pining for all that time, the big dominant heel run. But I don't think even the fantasy bookers of that failed Roman Reigns era of The Rock lifting his arm up after the Royal Rumble and going, uh, not too sure about this one. But even those people who were fantasy booking a heel future couldn't have come up with something so effective. And in fact, it's been so effective that a couple of years from now, when people are appraising Roman Reigns' career, even though that failed babyface run is important, people are just going to pretend it didn't happen because they're enjoying this era so much. Roman has a huge on-screen presence at the moment. He feels like a giant when he walks out, truly larger than life. He's got that aura. He's got that coolness, that wow factor. He's the biggest star in the industry. 
coffee by some margin on a full-time basis and he feels like it as well. On top of that, you know, he doesn't wrestle all that often now that he's on top of the company, but that works in his favour as well. The fact that he's not just out here spamming random title matches every couple of weeks, it preserves that aura. It keeps him feeling special. It means that when he finally does step in the ring for a big title fight, it's even grander than it would be if he was a fighting champion doing this every week. So yes, the past three years of Roman Reigns have been a complete objective triumph. I mean, just look at the business WWE is doing right now. But what are the main things you think of when you consider Roman Reigns, when you consider the tribal chief? It might be the great promos, it might be the great matches, it might be the fact that he's just ridiculously handsome, even more so under this new character. It might be that, hey, maybe this guy should have been a heel all along. I don't think any of those things would necessarily be wrong. There's a lot of different ways to view this character, but for me, they're almost entirely positive and uh, not just for what they've done for Roman but the company as a whole but one word that probably creeps into your head when you look at Roman's win-loss record when you look at how he's booked and when you look at how long he's been a champion for the word dominance maybe pops into your head in fact it's probably one of the first words that does but the truth about Roman Reigns current run is that he really isn't dominant at all and that's what makes this whole storyline and this whole character even better than you think. I want to begin this section by uh, shouting out Reddit user Tom Garrity, who a week or so ago meticulously gathered details regarding every single Roman Reigns title defense since he pinned Braun Strowman in 2020 and the circumstances of them, how the defense came to be. Now, that's 28 matches over almost three years. It's a lot, but we'll go through them one by one. And, you know, looking at these numbers, there's not really a whole lot of dominance there. I'll explain. 28 matches. Of them, 7 featured low blows. A shortcut. 8 featured interferences from Jay Uso. Also a shortcut. 6 featured interferences from other people. You get the point now. Uh, 3 of them featured the use of an illegal weapon. In at least 6 of these matches, Roman was visually pinned or visually beaten before eventually securing the win. And in 8, there were referee bumps that directly fed into the outcome. So. 28 matches, how many clean, decisive, dominant wins do you have within them? A total of eight, which is less than 30%. And on top of all of this, at Royal Rumble 2022, he faced old rival Seth Rollins and technically lost via disqualification, but still retained the title. And then before that, he wrestled Sami Zayn in their first title match on SmackDown, and he only won because Brock Lesnar came down and absolutely murdered Sami before the bell. He never stood a chance. So those are the numbers, but what do they mean? They mean that Roman Reigns is a gaslighting supervillain who has somehow not only manipulated his family members into doing his bidding on screen, but they've also manipulated you into receiving him as dominant. And this is why this whole storyline is so great. This is the secret sauce behind this whole deal, the whole past three years. You ask the average WWE viewer why Roman Reigns is so good, and they'll probably say, well, he's been champion for X amount of years. He's really dominant, but... That's the work, brother. He really isn't at all. And when people sit here on little chairs and make videos pointing out that he isn't a dominant guy and that he isn't this all-conquering, incredible competitor of a bloke, it's not nitpicking, it's not complaining, it's not trashing the angle. We're not sitting here going, ah, he relies too much on referee bumps. 
This is a good example of those tropes done extremely well, because WWE and Roman Reigns have worked you into thinking he is dominant, and that's kind of the whole point of pro wrestling. Roman Reigns is rarely clean, decisive and dominant. He rarely wins matches fairly, less than 30% of the time, as we've just ran through. And yet he convinces people that he is these things, and that he is this incredible competitor, and that he is the best in the world in kayfabe. And somehow, despite relying on all these tropes, he stays credible. That is the work of a fantastic story. It has tricked everyone. And if you're above being tricked, if you're above being worked, why are you even watching wrestling in the first place? Because the truth about this bloke's character is that he is a coward. He is a deeply insecure coward who stacks insurmountable odds against his opponent, be it through family members, Paul Heyman, ref bumps, weapons, whatever. He builds this wall that nobody could ever hope to scale. He makes the odds as one-sided as possible in his favour. He is a schoolyard bully. And when you strip away those projections of dominance, when you get rid of the larger-than-life persona, of the facade this character presents to the world, of this giant figure looming over all of pro wrestling, what Roman Reigns is, is a fragile little man. He uses every single shortcut in the book, and that's why it's so glorious, because he projects the opposite. He makes people think the opposite is true. It is a masterwork from a rich, complex television character. The best WWE character, I don't know man, I think it's in the all-timer conversation. Um, but that's a completely different video, that's a completely different subject. Roman Reigns is a tribal fraud in storyline. I'm sure he's a really nice guy in real life. And that means that whatever babyface eventually rises up, be it Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, or the whoever the hell else, is going to have the greatest babyface win in modern WWE history. It's all going to be worth it in the end. But anyway, my friends, that's me dumb. So let me know what you think in the comments section below. You can like, share, subscribe, ring the bell for notifications, all that good stuff. Then you can follow us on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow me at Andy H. Murray, where you can tell me how very wrong I am. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.